Welcome to a serendipitous behavior series, Coog series, Old Ivy Brewery and Tap Room. This episode I would like to dedicate to the loyal customers of Old Ivy. I've always felt that Old Ivy had a tight-knit family kind of vibe, and every time we go in and get a beer or tacos or to watch a game, we've always felt part of that family. I get to sit down with the owner, David, and we get right into his incredible journey and all the history of Old Ivy. So next time you're downtown, pop in and become part of their family. Enjoy and remember, support local. journey wow it, it started back in the uh, early 90s moved up here for a job after I got out of college and I moved to Seattle Washington and uh, my job took me all over the Pacific Northwest as well as Alaska and Idaho and Montana and obviously Washington Oregon and I was a project manager for a uh, engineering services firm one of the first projects I did was in Juneau Alaska and I remember going to Juneau, Alaska. It was the middle of winter. There was nobody there because the legislature was out. And I remember I was going to be there for two weeks. I was there for two weeks. And so I remember asking the motel owner what there was to do in Juneau on a, on a cold, snowy day. <laughs> and so he said, oh, we got to go down the road here where the road ends. And it did end. And there's a, a brewery called Alaskan Brewing Company, he told me. So I said, oh, okay, I'll go check that out. So I remember going down there and, uh, and visiting Alaskan Brewing Company. I remember walking in, they had a small tasting room. I tried what I th thought was, well, it, it was my first craft beer, which was Alaskan Amber. I go, wow, this is delicious. This is really good beer, you know? That just started it from there. Every place that I went to, that's what I would seek out would be craft breweries and craft beer bars. So finally, what ended up happening is I had a project here in Portland, Oregon. I was going to be on the project for almost two years. And instead of commuting from Federal Way, Washington down here, I decided to rent an apartment. So I rented an apartment and of course the beer scene in Portland was just beginning to explode. We used to go go to beer stores and beer bars and it was just it was just such a great thing. And then one day we thought uh, we were sitting around a bunch of friends. We were talking to one another why we didn't have a beer store in Clark County. Every week we would find ourselves traveling to Portland to go buy beer at some of the beer stores that are iconic now. We said we needed our own little beer store. So we decided to open a beer store and we did. We opened one next door, a space which is now I think a hair salon. We started this beer store, it was called Buy the Bottle. And we ran our beer store for gosh, over 10 years. Amassed a great following. I mean, it was it was a niche because there wasn't anything like that here in the county. So we were like, like one of the first ones. We had, gosh, beer from all over the world, over 1200 SKUs of different beers. And that just totally enlightened me. And then, of course, being involved in the beer community through the beer store uh, allowed me to meet a bunch of great, wonderful people. I mean, there's so many great people in the beer industry. The people who own this place, because this had, uh, had been a brewery prior to us opening our beer stores, we became friends with them. They decided to retire and move to Florida. They uh, put the place up for sale. I said, you know what? I want to own a brewery. I think I can do it. So I approached them and... And then the rest is, as I say, history. I bought the place and here I am, gosh, nine years later. I think we, we took this place over nine years ago and here we are. So it's uh, it's been a journey, um, but it's been a great, great experience for me. I mean, like I said, going back to the people in this industry are just such wonderful people. You know, everyone you meet, they're very helpful. They want to help you. Tons of advice, you know, that they'll give you. And it's it's just great. It's just great. I Love the bar business, you know, I mean, you meet so many great people from all walks of life and 
especially in this in, industry, the one thing that the common denominator is, is craft beer. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could have a guy from, you know, who's 20 years, 21 years old and his first craft beer to sitting next to a gentleman who's been drinking, you know, beer all his life. And he's like 75 and they get into a conversation about beer. I mean, stuff like that is just, you know, you just, you, you can't, you can't buy stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just a wonderful experience, you know? So that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell. And again, I mean, most of, of, of the experiences have just been with the people. I think that's why I enjoy this. It's because of the people, because of the great people that you meet and, and admit, made so many wonderful relationships with people. If indeed I do decide to get out of this business, that's the one thing I'm going to miss the most is that, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to say I'm in it for the money because I'm not. This isn't, you know, you're not going to get rich doing this. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to have you have to have something else that's going to motivate you each day to get up and come to work and do this. And it's just a passion for the people, the passion for craft brewing as an industry. I think, at least for me, it is. And uh, just being, you know, being a, a small business owner. I mean, this isn't the first business that I've owned, but it's definitely the first of its kind when it comes to what what the experience that I have. You know, I, I was joking with uh, with a friend of mine the other day, telling him that in the nine years that I've been here, I don't think I could have gotten a better. I mean, I I don't think an MBA would have taught me the experience that I have in, mm-hmm. in running this business for nine years because you're everything, you're everything from human resources to, you know, the, the manager to the, yeah. the floor mopper to the toilet fixer. I mean, you got to do it all. <laughs> the dishwasher, you know, the cook. I mean, there's just so many hats that you have to wear. You know, I mean, it's, I don't think you can get that experience anywhere mm-hmm. else, you know? Yeah. So in that respect, it's really, it's been great for me on a, on a personal level, being able to uh, to learn all those different different skills and kind of kind of go, wow, you know, I think I can do this and and do it. So I was going to ask you, like, what is your biggest motivation? Well, I mean, you kind of answered it, like the people, you know. But I'm, I, you know, like, what is your motivation to just keep it going? You know, I've always been one to self motivate myself. I mean, uh, industry that I was in and traveling all the time, you have to be self. You have to be able to self-motivate yourself and get out of bed, get out of the hotel room, go do your job and, and get the job done. So for me, that's always been something I've, I've loved to do. In this instance, it's just being able to come down here and make beer, <laughs> which, you know, the smell of, uh, of wart uh, cooking and uh, the whole process of, of taking grain and turning it into a wonderful product is just is fascinating to me. But again, I think, I think the main motivational force for me is knowing that I'll come down here and it's going to be a new experience every day. I mean, it's different people, different conversations, and you just never know what you're going to find. I mean, one day everything's running smooth. The next day something's broken or whatever. So it's, it's always different. Every day is different. I've never had a, a day here where it's, it's the same. It, and believe me, it is not boring. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it keeps me excited. It keeps me, uh, you know, passionate to to keep the place going and keep the place running and and uh, be able to flip the the open sign on and welcome people into my establishment. I mean, that's that's the big thing for me. It's challenging, without a doubt. It's not for the faint of heart. I think uh, you have to be able to kind of put aside the stuff that you know kind of hits you in the face, like the the plumbing that breaks or the, the lights that go out or whatever the case may be and realize that there's a lot more more good things, you know, that, that happen that, that make you want to be here. So I think eventually, you know, I mean, I don't know when, but there will be a time that, that I will say, you know, what, this isn't something I want to do anymore. Just like anybody. I mean, you, you, 
you go through changes in your life. And uh, when that day does come, when I don't have the passion to do it, then I'll probably step away from it. But at this point in time, I still do. And again, I enjoy the challenge. It's really a challenging job and a challenging industry, especially in these times, in the, uh, in the COVID times. But you know what? Um, the customers that we have are fantastic. They're, they're very supportive. I mean, here's, I'll give you an example. We have this patio tent that I purchased so that we could cover the patio during the, you know, the inclement weather. And the people are masking, when are you going to get some heaters? When are you, ah, you know what, I'll, I'll get some heaters. I, I just, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just never went out and started looking for heaters. And when I did look, they were all sold out. And so the other day I walk into the patio and I see two heaters sitting in the patio. And I go, where did those come from? And come to find out some customers that got together and anonymously donated them to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I thought, wow, they left a, a nice note. <laughs> They didn't identify who they were, that just that they had all gotten together, decided they were going to do something for old Ivy, and so they bought two patio heaters. And I was like, you know, I mean, stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's just, it, it just makes you so grateful, so, so lucky that you have people like that that care enough about the place and care enough about you that they would do something like that. Those are the types of customers that we have. That is my motivational force is getting up here and providing these people with a good experience a good craft beer a good dining experience you know mm -hmm. that in itself is what it's all about so yeah uh stuff like that i mean you know and i i cannot say how many times over the course of this past year that people have just sent the warmest regards and just you know come on you can do it you know they're just cheering us on to, to succeed and to get back open i Never experienced that too much in other industries, you know. Gosh, I, you feel really, uh, you know, really blessed. Kind of humbled by the whole thing. You yeah. know, the people, the people think that way. It's great. So what was your biggest takeaway from the pandemic? You know, I'm still taking things away every day. I think resilience, being resilient is, uh, is a big thing. Putting faith in tomorrow, that things are going to be better than they are today, for me, is a big thing. That people... Overall, are great. They're good people. I mean, look at the story I just told you about the patio heaters. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you can't, you, people are good. I mean, it's just, we're going through a tough time. And I think that, you know, for the most part, we've rallied uh, to the challenges that, you know, have been presented to us. And uh, especially in this industry, I mean, the, the restaurant industry has been decimated. And, and I can only hope that uh, we all, you know, come back. I, I know some of us won't, but I think the ones that hung in there hopefully will come back bigger and better than before. I hope I'm one of them. I mean, you know, it's kind of what I'm, I'm, I plan on. I mean, that's, that's what I hope to happen. But as far as taking anything away from this whole thing, it's just, you know, my belief that, that there's a lot of good still left in the world and that if we all just work together, we can pretty much solve any problems that are presented to us. Yeah, resilience. I mean, we're we're a pretty resilient population. But in my little four four wall world, it's just you know generosity and the love of the people that come here. That's that's the best thing that I can take away from this whole thing is what I've seen over the course of the last year. Is yeah. that? <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like your loyal customers won't allow you to close even if you. Want you know, to right? Close. I mean, yeah. In fact, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that, but yeah, I, you know, they they you know they want me to make it. They want to see this place continue on. It's a place they enjoy coming to. It's a place they've made memories. You know, at. In fact, I had a, a woman send me an email today wanting to know if she could rent the restaurant for a rehearsal dinner that her fiance had been coming here and that they thought this would be a good place for them to have the rehearsal dinner. They're getting married in August, and so yeah, I emailed her back. Sure. 
sure, you know, we'd be more than happy to help you any way we can. And that's just it. I mean, in the years that I've been here, I've gone through people getting married, people having children, people passing away. We've had uh, celebrations of life here. We've had weddings here. We've had birthday parties, retirement parties. I mean, it's just... <laughs> And you kind of mark time like that, you know, it's really kind of kind of neat where, you know, I, I know people have come in here and had their first date and five years later, they're married with two kids. I mean, you know, it's weird that yeah. <laughs> you can mark time like, like wow, you know, yeah. nine years has just come and gone and you already have two children. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, in a way, you know, to see stuff like that happen. But yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Oh, do you have a favorite customer interaction? Or it could be a series of like your favorite event or customer interaction or something. Gosh, every customer is so different. Every interaction is different. Well, I mean, <laughs> the heater one, that's more recent, but I don't know who those customers were. I have an idea, but <laughs> I don't know who they are actually. A good friend of mine passed away. His wife decided to have her cel his celebration of life here because he enjoyed coming here. They had they retired. They lived here in Vancouver and they had retired and moved away. In fact, they uh, built their uh, dream home in, in the Yucatan Peninsula down in uh, near Belize. They had moved. Uh, they would come back every year. He was a big fan of, of, the, of the jazz festival and the waterfront in Portland, so they would come back. They'd always stop in here. But he passed away, and uh, I remember going to visit him at the hospital, and he, he passed away the next the next day, I believe. And it was really sad, you know, and obviously his wife decided to have his celebration of life here. It was, it was pretty remarkable because a lot of people that attended, you know, obviously his friends, but a lot of, a lot of his family was here. And uh, they were just so grateful that we had, you know, extended the uh, the use of the place and put together a food menu for them and took care, of, you know, took care of them as best as we could. And, uh, his wife was just so thankful. In fact, I have a picture of Steve. Steve Baird was his name. I have it framed. I haven't put it up on the wall yet. Well, COVID struck and then everything kind of kind of went downhill from there. But uh, interaction like those, those real personal ones, you know, I mean, that's a real personal one. You know, brings tears to my eyes when I think about it. Interactions like that, you know, I mean, those are, you know, just just heartwarming. I mean, what can you say? But yeah, I mean, we have, there's just so many of them, you know, it's tough to really, I mean, those kind of stand out to me are the celebrations of life and the celebrations of death. Those are the two big ones. But, you know, we've had, a, I've had a, a friend who had his retirement party here and he was a pilot for Alaska Airlines. He decided to retire, family fly in, you know, came in to visit and stuff like that. And, and so you get to interact with these people with not only them, but their family, which, you know, it's pretty personal. So those moments are just fantastic. I mean, yeah. yeah, they are. They really are. I want to kind of talk about the bar. Was this here when you purchased this spot or you know, is this something the, you built? The bar was here. The history of this building is quite unique. It was built in 1947. The gentleman who currently is my landlord was a, uh, I think he was a teenager at the time. And his dad was a property developer and they built the building. His dad built the building. And in the beginning, this building housed four different businesses. We had, uh, this used to be a household finance. Then we had a deli across the patio. We had a hair salon in the back and then a dental office on the other side across the patio. So there were four different businesses in here. Now fast forward and there was a couple that decided to open a bar here in town. This is like, I don't know, at least 25, if not more years ago. The owner of the building had decided that he was gonna go ahead and convert this into a, a bar. So he uh, had told me that uh, he had befriended, he was in the Navy, he was, he was a uh, an officer in the Navy and he, 
He was in the Vietnam War, and he met a Vietnamese man while he was stationed in uh, Vietnam. And they became very good friends. And uh, when the man years later contacted him and asked him if he would sponsor him to move to the country. And so Michael said, yeah, sure, I'll sponsor you. So he sponsored him and his wife to move. They moved to Beaverton, Oregon. They had uh, three or four kids, sons and daughters, all graduated from college. At the time, he had told me, the owner of the bill had told me that, you know, I'm going to contact him because I, I know he was some sort of a woodworker. Well, come to find out he was a master woodworker. <laughs> and so his thanks for him helping him immigrate to the country and sponsoring him, he built a bar for him. It's made out of African mahogany, paducah wood, and it's basically two pieces. And this wonderful little Vietnamese master woodworker built the whole bar and showed up he told me with uh, in a trailer, just him, this uh, small, small stature of a man, <laughs> and brought the bar in and put it in place just the way you see it. <laughs> wow. I mean, it is a beautiful bar. I mean, the mm -hmm. copper inlay, the copper top inlay, and you know, he did the tables as well. He had all the tables built, and uh, he did the front door, which uh, is also African mahogany. Mm -hmm. So the door is built by him. It weighs like a ton. The ceiling uh, was his idea. The owner decided he wanted to put in a ceiling like this. So uh, he had the ceiling installed. When we came in, we did some minor things like we replaced all the flooring and did some painting and put in some new fixtures. But the rest of the bar and the ceiling itself are, are original to the space. Called it old ivy because we have old English ivy growing in our patio. <laughs> so it's pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> so now when people ask me where to get the name, I just have to point. <laughs> but that uh, that ivy was uh, brought here back right around the same time they built the building. It originally came from Germantown, Pennsylvania. It was planted in Forest Grove, Oregon. And then some cuttings were brought from Forest Grove here and planted. And it's been here ever since. And it's just... It's overtaking the building. In fact, we joke that if uh, you know, if you've ever seen that show after after man or after humans, when everything just grows, this will be the thing that covers all of Vancouver. Yeah. These two plants right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of the history of the space and the history of the bar. And like I said, it's uh, it's been here for quite some time, and we maintain it and take care of it for them. It's it's just a beautiful bar. I mean, it's just you know, oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything like this in Vancouver, at least in downtown Vancouver. That I know it's uh, it's definitely a piece of art. I think. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why I had to ask about it because it stands out in my memory. Yeah. 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 It's been here just the way you see it for the last 30 some odd years, I guess, at least. That. Um, I also wanted to ask about the art pieces. Who does the art pieces there? You know, that uh, piece goes way back from our bottle shop days. We had a small little tap room in our bottle shop, but we had a customer, and he was an artist, and uh, he used spray paint. So he was a spray paint artist, kind of a graffiti artist. And so we asked him to do some pieces for us because we had a big wall in the space as well. And so that's what he came up with. He, uh, he's a pretty talented guy. He basically does pieces like that. And, and every piece that he does, he always puts in a, a friend or a family member, always in all his pieces, he says. So I guess the guy at the end up on top is a friend of his, so he puts their faces in on the pieces. <laughs> so we've had that piece for quite some time. In fact, we're talking about uh, replacing it in the interim, taking it down, putting up another piece from another artist, you know, for the time being, just kind of change up the artwork a little bit. So we want to color, you know, we want some color here. And since we're in the Pacific Northwest, so that's why you... You see a lot of color in the space, a lot of different yellows and beiges and orange.
oranges and just to kind of brighten things up a little bit. Uh, do you have a favorite item on the menu right now? You know, our food menu has changed since COVID started with, with the whole shutdown and you're back, you're back open and you're shut down again. We decided to kind of change our menu. Originally, our menu consisted of some really great food. I have a really good chef. He, uh, he's a pretty creative guy. And uh, we used to have a pretty extensive menu. The one thing that we were kind of famous for is we had a hamburger called the Muwank Burger. It was 50% bacon mixed with 50% kosher beef, cooked order, uh, Tillamook cheddar and more bacon on top of it. And it was just a delicious hamburger. That had to have been one of my favorite things on the menu. So we used to make our own uh, quinoa burger. And so we would do a veggie burger that we would make from scratch. It was uh, just to die for. I miss that. I'm hoping to hear really soon to start putting some of those items back on the menu. We kind of went to a simple menu now. We do we do hot dogs and sausages. We still have burgers on it. A BLT, you know, stuff like that. Just, just mm-hmm. stuff that did if the governor were saying, you know, we're going to close again for another two months. Months and I'm not going to be throwing a lot of expensive stuff away. And uh, so we kind of decided to make kind of a COVID-proof menu. But, you know, I mean, we it is what it is. And, you know, it's so... I think delicious food, if that's what you're after. But our, our big thing is beer. I mean, we, yeah. we, we're a craft beer brewery, and so uh, beer is our mainstay. Uh, but I'm hoping that, uh, you know, come spring, summer, we can get back to what we used to do. We used to have a great Taco Tuesday, which, you know, hopefully will be open on Tuesdays again. And we would do uh, specials on a Friday night. I think people really, really enjoyed it. And of course, not, you know, people kind of miss it. So, you know, I'm hoping uh, that we can get that, you know, up and running again and and be able to offer that up to, to our customers. I think that's mm-hmm. an important part of what we do. But again, the, the current situation will dictate which direction we move. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, yeah, I think our food menu is, is, is pretty good for what it is right now. Um, I was going to say, our favorite beer. So we were here recently and I had the blonde, which was really good. My husband's favorite, though, in the past was Evergreen. And I don't know if you're ever going to bring that back or anything. It, it will eventually come back. Again, in the process of ramping up our brewery again. I would assume by spring or summer, the Evergreen will be back on, on draft. Yeah, he'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> it was one of his favorites. He's always like, please, oh, darn. <laughs> but no, everything here is amazing. Uh, do you brew everything here? Yeah, we have a, uh, a six-barrel brew house in the back. This has been a brewery since since before I obviously took it over and changed the name. It was a brewery for, gosh, 15 years. In fact, it was one of the first breweries here in Vancouver that had opened up. Uh, they had been downtown for, yeah, 16, 17 years, I guess now, prior to me. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's always been a brewery, as far as I know, and we've continued that tradition on. That was kind of the reason why I wanted to take the place over was to continue to brew beer. And, of course, when I took it over, there was only... I think three or four breweries in the county. Yeah. And of course, fast forward now, and I think we got like 25 or 26 <laughs> in the county. So, so many. I was so surprised when we moved here. I'm like, there's one on every corner. I yes. Yeah, it's exploded. The whole beer scene has exploded. It's so funny because I can recall uh, a lot of these people coming into our beer store, right? And mm-hmm. buying beer, and they would talk about wanting to open and own a brewery. And this is years and years ago. And, and fast forward, and sure enough, they did. So yeah, it is pretty cool uh, to see that progression and see, see them take a, an idea and make a reality. Yeah, I figured you brewed here, but I wasn't 100%. Like, you know, some you could brew some here and some somewhere else in different location. Just wasn't no, 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 we brew here, and that's why we're, we're a small guy. We're, still, we're a brew pub. We're a true, a true traditional brew pub where we brew the majority of our beer to sell here. We don't have a lot of accounts outside of here. In fact, right now we don't have any. Uh, so we're not really like a production brewery, per se, where we brew a lot of beer to sell to restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything we do, we, we make to sell to, here to customers that walk into the place. That's kind of 
kind of our business model. It always has been. You're going to keep it that way too? Yeah, yeah. I think going forward, I kind of like that business model. I, I enjoy uh, just, you know, not having to worry about any type of distribution and just mm-hmm. making what I want to make and what we want to make, putting it on here and selling it by the pint. I mean, that's, that's to me, the funnest way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, we'll continue to do that and uh, continue to make good beer and do the best that we can and keep going. Well, do you have any other future advice? Well, advice for future entrepreneurs that want to do what you do? I mean, this advice has been given since the beginning of time. If you if you find something that you love and you're passionate about it, just go for it. I mean, you know, that's what it, that's what it is. It's you know having a passion for something that you love to do and facing challenges on occasion. But you know, I think the rewards far outweigh any of the any of the other stuff that comes with it. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, things are going to happen. That's just the way businesses are. Well, that's just the way life is. But if you just stay focused and keep your eye on the prize, which is the name of our company, by the way, just keep focused on what you want to do and where you want to go and have a vision and, you know, have a, have a plan. Be prepared to be flexible because you will have to do that. Plans are going to change. But get up every day and, you know, just be prepared to go do your thing and have a good time and, you know, be a productive person. So, I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, every everybody's different. I've talked to a lot of people in this industry as well as other industries. And, you know, I mean, everybody builds a new mousetrap. That's kind of how the people do it. And that's a good thing. I mean, it breeds innovation. It breeds all kinds of different things, different ideas, uh, uh, different ways of doing things. It's obviously changed the industry. I mean, it's changed this industry and it'll com- continue to evolve. I mean, that's just the way that the things are. That's the way I see this industry being. It will evolve. It'll get through COVID and there'll be things put in place that will not disappear like hand sanitizer stations and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't see any that's what's going away. So obviously we're evolving. Yeah. You know, just being true to yourself, motivate yourself to do the best that you can every day and whatever happens, happens and take the good with the bad and, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't stress about it. Just, you know, stay focused, stay focused and you'll be all right. I think. I like the flexible, be very flexible. Like that's you very important. Yeah. And some people forget that. Yeah. You have to be, I mean, I mean, you need to take care of most of the problems myself, mm-hmm. but then again, there's some that, you know, I just, there's just no way I can do it. And that's, that's the key too, is surrounding yourself with people who, I don't know, maybe are even a little bit smarter than you, you know? <laughs> so I have a pretty good staff. So I, I'm, I feel fortunate in that respect that people who, who work for me are really good, good, solid people. They, uh, they take care and look out for me and I do the same for them. I trust them, you know, with, with my business. I mean, you know, you have to, that's the other thing. You have to be trusting of people that you have working for you and find good people to work for you. And most of my employees have been with me. I mean, my chef John's been with me for seven years, which is really unheard of in this industry. Same with my servers. Thaddeus has been here for two and a half years. And prior to that, Pam was here for two and a half years. So they've all been with me for a while, which makes running this place a lot easier. You know, when you have people like that behind you, customers love them, always are always asking about them. You know, mm-hmm. they become kind of like a fixture here. So it really is a blessing to have good people. So yeah, that's another thing I would say, you know, find, find good people and uh, put your trust in them and your faith in them and take care of them, care of you. So I'm a big believer. People work for people. Right. And, and we're in the people industry. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what 
business you choose to be in, I mean, you're in customer service. I don't care if you're selling shoes or selling a hamburger. Businesses are the same. I mean, bottom line is you're in the customer service business. And the goal is to provide the best customer service that you can for that specific person at that specific time. So uh, that's what we strive to do. And I think we do a pretty good job of that. I think we have a pretty wonderful, clean environment for them to enjoy themselves in. It's safe. And most of my customers respect my place. I mean, you won't see, you know, too much crazy stuff going on here or, you know, anything like that, which is great. And uh, so I think we'll continue to be able to do that, provide them with a great place to come and relax and, and be safe and enjoy a good beer and whatever food yep. they decide to order. That's kind of where, what we do. I say Thaddeus, he remembers me and my husband, not with the mask now, of course, like we come in, can't really recognize people, but right. usually he'll be like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? And we love that kind of atmosphere where you come in and yeah. they, even if they don't know your name, whatever, they yeah. at least recognize you, maybe kind of remember what you drink and give you suggestions. And we love that personableness yeah. of it. So he's that, that's what he does. He's a, uh, he's a real personable guy. We had our, my father-in-law with us too. And he was like, oh yeah, you like Figgy Smalls. That's what it is. You know, so, or just for example but it was just so funny so personable which we yeah. strive that's why we keep coming back to establishments like that yeah that's the connection you make a personal connection with yeah. people you know people remember that i think it goes a long way i want to ask you if you've had a serendipitous moment a happy accident impacted my life well i mean there's a lot of accidents have happened <laughs> happy ones though <laughs> you know i i gotta say i think yeah i really don't know if it's an accident or just karma destiny i don't know i think just getting involved in this industry was you know for me it changed my life it really did it changed my direction and where i was going and it opened up new opportunities it opened up uh, new relationships with people and they've all been good i mean it's all been you know just wonderful wonderful uh, changes in my life i think for me as a whole that's got to be it it's just the whole being involved in this wonderful craft beer industry that uh, i've been been fortunate enough to uh, to be involved in and that i respect immensely and you know do everything in my power to stand behind and, and fight to keep it going that i would say is is, is it for me it, it again, changed my life and the direction I was going. So, but you know, there will come a time, like I said earlier, that'll decide that this isn't going to be it for me, but what it's given me has been, you know, just, just some wonderful, not only memories, but lessons in life and, and experience taught me to be more patient, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, I mean, in that regard, I'd have to say that's kind of it for me. Just everything as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. is a whole experience. To try and, and define it in one specific moment is kind of tough. You know, yeah, that, that moment where we decided, yeah, you know, we need to have a beer store in Vancouver, Washington, you know. And building that store from basically nothing into what it was and was, was you know, quite quite a, an accomplishment. And then to, to jump into this, to take it from there and move into the actual making of the product was, was something I never thought I'd ever do, you know. I decided to take a leap of faith and do it, invest everything I had and put it in into this place. Right. But you know what? <laughs> I don't think I put a price on what it's giving me back. Like I said, I'm not going to get rich by any means, but I feel that I've been blessed and, and enriched by the experiences that I've had. So uh, for me, that's priceless. I, you know, I can't put a, put a dollar amount on that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, probably the, you know, the beer store was a big one. It's mm-hmm. getting that thing off the ground. That opened the door to this and also opened the door uh, into the whole craft beer scene. Well, I mean, going forward, we are open currently Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from uh, 3.30 until 9.30. As the seasons change, and since spring and summer uh, comes about, we'll expand on those hours. We'll go back to being open on Wednesday and Sunday as well. We have a wonderful patio. It's covered and it's uh, 
currently heated by some wonderful people that donated some patio heaters. <laughs> and to you anonymous people, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, I just invite people to come down, experience us. Experience great service, good craft beer, and some good food in a wonderful setting. Give us a shot. Come and see us. That's all I can say. Yes, do.